What's going on on my podcasters? See Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. It is currently 4.30 in the morning. Um, I had a long night. Long story short. I didn't get off work until 1. Didn't get home until about 1.30. Didn't get relaxed until about 2. So for the past couple hours, I've just been kind of sitting here, drinking a few brews, and... Uh, going through some videos and trying to relax, but I'm probably going to be up until the sun comes up. Actually, I know I am, so. Um, anywho, I just decided to get on here and make a podcast because I told people that I was going to. Um, last night I was really kind of, was it last night? Maybe it was the night before. I was really kind of fucked up. You know, I didn't have anything to drink all day, or I didn't have anything to eat all day, and then I started drinking, and just terrible. Not only that, but I was tired on top of that. So, for any of you that are listening, uh, if I got a little too tipsy last night or the night before on that podcast, sorry. Sometimes I get that way. But nonetheless, it's still interesting, still entertaining. <laughs> so, I like to keep it that way. So, I mean, honestly, tonight I don't even know what to talk about, really. Um, except for the fact that I've been feeling really low here within the past week or so. And. I don't know where it's really started, honestly, except for the fact that, you know, I haven't had a vacation in 11 years, and I don't get any time to myself, and, uh, you know, nights like tonight, like I said, I came home and didn't get to relax until like 2 in the morning, and if I had to be up to work a morning shift again, I would have had to be up at 8 o'clock. So that's six hours of sleep. That doesn't include eating anything, getting a shower, that doesn't include nothing. So, you know, I've kind of just been thinking about it lately, and I'm like, dude, you know, like, I'm not getting anything out of it in return. Except for being worn down, you know, I don't have any fucking free time to myself anymore. And... You know, it's crazy. It's really crazy because I've had jobs where I work 40 hours a week um, for many, many years. For many years at the gas station. That's what I worked. So, but I didn't feel as worn down and as beat up and as depleted. You know, like right now, I feel like I can only do this so much longer. I feel like within the next five years or so, um, I'm going to have to find more of a work-at-home or a stay-at-home job. And even then, there's not a lot of jobs that you can work at home without having to type on a computer. And my fingers and my joints are fucking killing me lately. And that's part of the reason why I just know that I'm not going to be able to keep pushing on for that much longer. Um, there's some days where I feel like a fucking 65-year-old man. Um, 
not just joints, you know, in my fingers, but in my wrists, in my knees, in my back, um, even in my elbow. I've here lately. There's something with my left elbow that when I fully extend it, it feels like. Um, kind of feels like a tendon's gonna pop, or it kind of feels like it's gonna dislocate, or something like that, right where my funny bone area is. And it's not very comfortable, especially whenever I first noticed it. But it also hasn't went away either. So within the past week or two, it's just been getting worse and worse. And now it's kind of like, I feel like it's not really getting worse, but it's not getting any better. So it's kind of made me think about rheumatoid and... I genuinely 100% think that I have it. And it's crazy because usually when somebody has a kid, their father's genes are passed down through the child, usually. Especially if it's a it's a son, if you're having a son, the male's genes usually are dominant. Now, there's a lot of things that my father passed down to me like his looks, and his attitude, and his uh, his cunningness, I guess you could say, to think about things, second-guess things. But at the same time, I still have traits from my mother. Um, and a, a lot of people will say, oh, you have your mother's eyes, or you have, you know, something about my mother. But one of the biggest traits that I got passed down from her, I do believe, is her rheumatoid. It's a genetic thing. I'm pretty damn sure I got it. You know, like, I could go get tested and all that shit, but I don't have insurance right now. It, it just, it doesn't take a rocket degree to figure out, you know, first it's your hands, and then it's your knees, and then it's your fucking back, and then it's your your knees again, and then it's your finger joints again, you know, and you have these flare-ups to where, especially in my hands, uh, to where you can't fucking use them hardly, and I'm only 32 years old, my mother talks about how, you know, she's in her 50s right now, and she talks about how uh, she can't hardly do dishes and shit, and that really kind of bothers me, that really kind of gets to me, because 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I probably won't be able to do dishes, you know, I mean, it's a very surreal type thing, I could, you know, only live to be 55 years old, or less, you know, I could live to be 45 or 50, I could die at 38, you know, who knows, and that's kind of the surreal part about it is, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you're young. You know, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I tell them, oh, I feel old. I've got a lot of joint problems. They're like, oh, you're young. And I kind of got to thinking about it the other night. And I'm like, am I really young or, am, you know, are these people just bullshitting me? Because you know, I feel old as fuck. And there's some nights where I sit here and I think about how I don't have any kids. I don't have a wife. 
you know, whenever I do die, I have a, I have a, a fear of death. I just, it used to be when I was younger, I welcomed death. But as I'm getting older, um, you know, I want to see more stuff and experience more things that I never had the chance to. So, death scares the shit out of me. And especially if nobody's going to be around. Dying alone is probably one of my biggest fears. And so, um, you know, I think about how, yeah, I'm 32 years old. But I might only have another 20 years left in me. And so I've already lived more than half my life, probably. More than likely. I don't know. I can live to be 85 for all I know. But more than likely, I've already lived about half my life or more. I doubt that I'm going to make it to 60. I really doubt it. I don't know. I could shock myself. I could shock the world. Who knows? I could live to be a fucking 110. Who knows? You know, and a lot of people say, oh, you smoke cigarettes, or oh, you you vape, or oh, you drink. You're probably not going to live to be 100. And I've seen some fucking people that smoke cigars, that smoke 10 cigars a fucking day, that have lived to be 90 years old. And hey, you know, if I could live to be 90 and smoke 10 cigars a day, anything's possible. You know what I'm saying? But it just, it, I don't know, here lately it just really makes me think. And I'm like, dude, if you've already lived half of your life, you've got a lot of shit to still accomplish. You've got a lot to do because there's a lot to still see. And I haven't seen shit. I haven't done anything. I've just been stuck in the same state for 30 fucking years. Um, you know, I, I want to know what it's like to see a waterfall. Not, I mean, I probably have seen one at some point in my life before. I can't remember. Um, or it wasn't very significant. Um, but there's so many other things I want to do. I want to paddleboard... I want to get out there and do some paddle boarding, uh, which is also a great workout. You know, wake up early in the morning, go do some paddle boarding. Um, you know, I've never kayaked before. Uh, I want to get into paramotoring, flying around with a kite wing, pretty much. I want to go see Las Vegas and see the Grand Canyon and... Uh, see San Francisco, you know, so many fucking things that I have to do still. And I ask myself all the time, what's the purpose in life? What's the purpose in being on this planet? And I think that my true calling, eventually, is to help people. I don't know exactly how, um, I don't know exactly how, but... What I do know is that I want to help everybody as much as I can. Whether it's young kids that need guidance, need help, that needs advice. Or whether it's elderly people that just need a helping hand. Um, 
maybe they just lost their son, you know, and having somebody around would just be great. Um, whether it's just some random dude on the streets, you know, and I, I usually don't help too many random people on the streets because a lot of them have a drug habit or a booze habit. Um, just the other day, a couple days ago, I think, I was at the gas station. And I know this is kind of off topic, but it still kind of falls in the same subject. <clears throat> so I was up at the gas station and I was getting, uh, I was going to go get, get air in my tire, but somebody was at the air pump. So I went inside and I usually don't buy cigarettes. Here lately I've been vaping a lot, but I decided... Why not have a good old-fashioned cancer stick? <clears throat> Since I was drinking beer that day, and it's like, why not go in here and get a pack of cigarettes? So I went in there and got a pack of cigarettes. I got a couple beers, and I came back out. I aired up my bike tire, and right across the street from the gas station is this parking lot, it's, it's a shopping center, but there's a lot of fucking crackheads that have been hanging out there lately, a lot of uh, heroin addicts that live around there, and they all just congregate now on the outskirts of that shopping center's parking lot, um, over in the grass area, and so she comes walking across the street, and she's like, excuse me, sir, excuse me, and usually I already know. When you hear that, when you hear somebody say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, you already know that they're going to ask for money or a cigarette. Those are the only two things. It's it's not like, you know, I locked myself out of my house. Can you help me call the cops or somebody to help me get in? <clears throat> you help me call a locksmith? No, it's not. You know, it's never one of those. It's always somebody who wants either a dollar or a cigarette. And I used to be the type of guy that such a good-hearted guy, you know, I'd have to think about it. And now I just it was an automatic no. You know, she came up to me and said, "Excuse me, sir, do you have a cigarette that I can buy off you?" And I just nodded my head at her, "No." Even though I was smoking a cigarette when she asked me, I already, I already know that she was kind of pissed, you know, after I left, but, sir, she had many, many names to call me, and I don't care. You know, the thing is, if you've got a dog, and you're homeless, which I know they're homeless, they don't have any money to be in a house because they just blow it all on drugs, so, even if they get help from the, from the state, they just blow it on drugs. So if you're living on the streets with your little chihuahua, you need to be taking that money and getting the fuck off the streets. Because wintertime's coming up. Fall time, wintertime's coming up. And there's nothing worse than being on the fucking streets in the wintertime, I can tell you that. Whether it's for a week, or a month, or three months, it is fucking terrible. 
So instead of these people spending money on cigarettes or on heroin or crack, they need to be fucking getting off the shit, you know, saving their money and getting the fuck on their feet. And they're never going to do that if people just keep letting them borrow this or letting them get away with that or, you know, being a bum, pretty much. They're going to continue to be a bum as long as people let them. So that was part of the reasoning why I said no. The second part of the reasoning is if you're so broke to where you can't afford a place to live, you don't need to be buying cigarettes. And thirdly, anybody who says, can I buy a cigarette off of you? I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to say half the time they don't even have money. Yeah, or they make up an excuse like, oh, I thought I brought that dollar with me, but I left it at home. Or, oh, you know, I forgot my money at home, but all I have is a debit card on me. You know, nine times, I'm not going to say nine times out of ten, but half the fucking time, they don't have any money at all. It just sounds good to say, hey, can I buy a cigarette off of you? Because if you just ask somebody, excuse me, sir, you know, I was wondering if you had a cigarette that I can bum off of you, they're usually going to say no. But if you tell someone, hey, you have a cigarette I can buy off of you, eh, it makes people kind of think about it for a minute. People like the old me. You know, I would used to kind of contemplate it. And the more that you contemplate it and think about it, they know that you have cigarettes. See, if you think about it, they know you have cigarettes. So if somebody asks you, hey, do you have a cigarette I can buy? Or do you have a cigarette? Nope, sure don't. I just, I just keep it really nonchalant, straight to the point, quick to answer, you know. And I really don't. I really don't have a cigarette for these people to get, you know. I mean, I bought that pack of cigarettes and I think I smoked them all that night. So, it's a hot commodity when I actually buy a pack. When I actually buy a pack, I'm not going to be sharing cigarettes with anybody. Because, like I said, it's... Later on, when I have none left, I'm going to be like, man, shouldn't have let that bitch have a cigarette. Now, don't get me wrong, I love helping people out when they really need the help, but a addiction or a craving, helping somebody out with a craving is not really helping. It's like somebody that's 500 pounds is craving a fucking Twinkie. And you know you shouldn't give it to them. But they know you have a whole box of them in your car. And you tell them, no man, I ain't got no Twinkies. And they know you got one. It's pretty similar to that, I guess. I don't know. Kind of hard to compare here. Anywho, tonight at work was crazy. Absolutely bananas. 
we had 190 orders, I do believe, almost 200 orders, and that really never happens, even on the weekends. But it was rainy, you know, it's getting a little chillier outside, it's not, you know, 90 degrees anymore at night. And I think a mixture of that plus the weekend uh, just made it really more busy. I think it's going to be a lot more busy on Sundays and Mondays now. You know, it used to just be Fridays and Saturdays. But you got Sunday and Monday football coming up. Well, I mean, it's already Sunday and Monday football. So it has gotten a little bit busier. Um, but anywho, I think it's it's time for me to put in put in for another job. And I've been thinking about getting a job at the Jimmy John's right downtown. It's literally like a two-minute bike ride. I could walk there in five minutes or ten minutes. Probably wouldn't even take me ten minutes. I don't know. But it's literally right by my house. And I was up there the other day getting some sandwiches, and there was a worker that was telling me that I asked if they were hiring, and she says, oh, yeah. They sounded pretty desperate. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, she said, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a delivery driver? And I said, well, I don't have a car right now. All I do is ride my bike. And she said, we have delivery drivers that ride bikes around. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, like, this could be the fucking, this could be the perfect job. You know, like, I might get paid fucking twelve fifty an hour. Who knows? But if I'm making tips on top of that, and if I've got 40 hours a week, or even 30 hours a week, I'm okay with that. Because like I said, um, she said that this one bike driver that they have makes like $80 a night in tips. That's a pretty good fucking night. Like if you could do that... Uh, three nights a week at least and you're supposed to claim your tips and shit on taxes everybody's supposed to do that but even people that I work with at Pizza Hut have even said they don't claim their tips so you know you can get audited by the IRS and then the IRS comes back and says well you have to prove that you didn't make this much amount and then you come back and say, well, prove that I did. You know, so it's kind of like a catch-22. They're saying that you have to prove that you didn't make forty grand, And you're saying, well, prove that I did make forty grand. You know, so... That's kind of the way it goes. And nowadays, with the cost of inflation and shit going up so high and whatnot, I mean, there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be working for under the table. Let's put it that way. Not paying any taxes. Because it's just getting, it's just getting too high. Taxes are getting too high. I pay $500 a month, at least, in taxes. Then I'm never going to get back. I'm never going to see that money again. 
and I wouldn't have such a problem if it was going towards roads and schools and shit like that, but it's not. So, it's going into the food stamp system, which is going into people's pockets that are just abusing the shit. You got people that are selling food stamps and getting money in their pocket and a whole bunch of shit. And here I am, paying twice as much for people to do this shit. Illinois is a terrible state. It's terrible. Not just with the food stamp system, but Chicago is a fucking leech. It's a leech. It just sits there and drains all the fucking money out of the rest of the state. You've got like two, three million people in Chicago, and half of them don't fucking work. You've got like a million people that fucking don't work. That sit around and just collect food stamps, sells food stamps. It's crazy. And then you got people like me that go to work every fucking day, and they bust their balls 40 hours a week to give money to people that don't deserve it, pretty much. Now, if it was, you know, I think you should only get food stamps if you're a kid that's homeless or you're an elderly person or you're somebody that just recently lost your job and you have kids. That should be the only fucking time you get food stamps. And I know, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's, that's what they do now. Well, that's not what they do now. People have six kids, you know, they, they get free food stamps, period. And it shouldn't be that way, you know. It should be, well, you get food stamps for three months, and then after that you got to recertify until, you, you know, you find a job and you can pay your own grocery bill. And, you know... It's, it's only supposed to be meant as a supplemental thing. Like, I know people that are getting two or three thousand dollars in food stamps a month. That's more money than what I make in a year. Or no, not a year. That's more money than what I make in a month. That's about almost double of what I make in a month. Just for food. You know, and that's not including if they're on public housing... So you got a household that's using, oh, let's say four, five thousand dollars a month, and it's not just one person that's doing that. You got thousands of people, hundreds, probably, probably hundreds of thousands across the United States that do the same thing. They sit at home every day. They collect food stamps. They squirt out babies, and they don't do shit. They don't do anything to help the general population. It's the same people that call everybody racist. But they still, like I said, they take taxpayers' money. They take racist people's money to put food in their mouths. But the same people that they're calling racist out here, the same people that's putting food in their mouth. It's crazy. So, I'm going to move to a state that doesn't have state taxes. Yeah, doesn't have state taxes. 
And I feel like a lot of those states that don't get state taxes, they have a food stamp program, I'm sure, but it's very limited. I mean, you have to be fucking hurting for certain in order to get on that program. And that's the way it should be. So, you know, it used to be back in my day, if you didn't have money to buy groceries and you didn't go to work, you just fucking starved. Your family starved. Like, I I know there's stories back in the day, back in the 1800s, of starvation all the time. They didn't have a food bank that you can go down to. They didn't have food stamps back in the 1800s. They didn't have a Walmart. (laughs) If you didn't have a horse or the money or means to go 100, 200 miles to the nearest grocery store, it might take two or three days for you to go get groceries back in the 1800s. People just got so lazy and accustomed to that shit. And like I said, I know I'm going off on a tangent right now because I don't even remember where I fucking started on this whole point. (laughs) That's what happens when you just get to thinking about shit. But, you know, this country would be a lot more better off if there were more people that wanted to get back to work and less people that were trying to take advantage of the system. And that's just, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, you know, the the problem with that is, why would I want to go and work somewhere for $15 an hour or $18 an hour if I can just sit at home on my fat ass and not do shit? And that's exactly what the problem is. If they were to cut these people off, if the government was to cut food stamps off completely, it'd be complete chaos. It'd be complete chaos. You would have houses with six to eight kids that you can't even feed. They would starve to death. They would either rob people for food or they would eat each other. Because that's going to be the only two options, you know, if, you know, and that's another thing. If the government collapsed, right, if we went into a recession and there were no more food stamps, there was no more Social Security or anything, people would be fucked. People would be fucked. My mother would be screwed, too, because, like I said, she gets Social Security. She lives off of that. She lives off disability and all that. That's what she uses to pay her bills. So she would also be fucked because she wouldn't have a way to pay her bills. Now, here's the thing. When you talk about a recession, it could be two months long or it could be fucking 10 years long, 20 years long. Who knows? It could be worse than the Great Depression. And... The Great Depression was really fucking bad. I got to look at statistics from the 2008 Depression versus the Great Depression. And it's like fucking ten times worse. And I don't want to see that because back when we had the Depression back in 2008, 
people started becoming unemployed and the unemployment rate was over 10%. It was fucking terrible. It was pretty bad. It was really hard to get a job. And to think that it was 10 times worse than that, or that it could be any worse than that, is just crazy. So, from what I hear, there's going to be another recession within the next year or two. And from the pie charts and the bar graphs that I'm looking at, it's going to be worse than the 2008 recession. So, everybody needs to strap on their big boy panties, or big girl panties, and... Um, Start saving as much money as you can and just brace yourself because you thought 2008 was bad. It's going to be about three times worse than that. And that was fucking bad. I think the banks collapsed. All the banks collapsed. You know, they needed a bailout. And here recently they had a little problem where the banks needed another bailout or something. I remember reading it. There were, you know, there was one bank that claimed bankruptcy, I do believe. But it's just warning signs that the worst the worst is yet to come. So when you have the housing market that took a crash back in 2008, it never fucking recovered. It never got back to the way it was. I mean, actually, the economy never really got back to the way it was. So with that being said, just imagine that threefold. It's going to be fucking nuts. Like, you better have some property somewhere on a piece of land, and you better stock up with as much groceries as you can. Fuck toilet paper. You can rip a t-shirt and wipe your ass with that and wash it. You know, spending oodles and oodles of money on toilet paper and shit like that is just ridiculous. I think it's like, what, $20 for a big thing of toilet paper? You know, and throughout the year, you know, $20, $20, $20, $20. I can't even imagine what a household of four spends on toilet paper nowadays. Because everybody uses too much toilet paper, for one. And for two, like, I can get um, a roll of toilet paper that, those commercial size ones, I've stole those from work before. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you straight up, just, just because I wanted to see how long it would last me. And for one person using a roll of toilet paper that you get from like a gas station it lasted me for six months I didn't need to go out and buy toilet paper at all for six months so I mean that kind of was a cool experience too to experiment because you can literally I mean <laughs> you can buy a box of that shit and you would never run out. You would have toilet paper until you probably died. I mean, honestly. Like I said, that 
that one roll lasted me six months. Now when you get the regular size rolls of like Charmin, you'll be lucky for one roll, for one person, to last you every two weeks to a month. I don't know. Anywho. Um, I've just been really overthinking shit too much lately. I think. And I'm trying to get ahead and I'm trying to make life easier. And I think that's why I'm overthinking shit because I'm trying to find a way around everything. I'm trying to make things easier for myself. And that's why I think about this and I think about that. And I know that nothing's going to be easier for me until I actually get into the van life. Until I start saving. And like I've said before, $650 a month in rent doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, it really isn't when it comes down to having all your utilities included. It's very cheap. But, um, the reason why he's, he, he's, he said that he's going to raise the rent as soon as I move out. And the reason why he hasn't is because there's only a certain kind of people that he's going to be able to rent this place to. Old people aren't going to want to walk up 30 fucking flights of stairs. Young people that have kids that are partiers and shit are going to be too loud for the neighbors. You know, with me, I'm kind of in between. I don't have parties. You know, I'm like an old person that slowly mopes up the stairs, but I'm like a young person that, you know, I'm kind of in between put it that way and he knows that I paid him every month since I've been here I've been here for about two years it's never been one month where he's had to fight me over the rent so I feel like he knows that he knows that if he moves somebody else in here he's going to probably have them trying to fuck him over so he told me that if I stayed here he wasn't going to raise the rent and another thing is that if he plans on renting this out to anybody else he's going to have to tear out the walls tear out the fucking uh, ceilings and shit he's going to have to rebuild this whole place because it's got water damage so when I say water damage I mean, there's not fucking puddles and shit on the ground, but you can tell the discoloration in the ceiling and in the wall from where it's kind of just running down, especially after a heavy rain. And he knows that he's not going to be able to just rent this place out to somebody else. It's going to take some time. I'm going to say, you know, after... 
gets me moved out and spends two or three months renovating the place, if not a little longer, that's going to be three to six months that he doesn't have anybody paying rent. You know, he's not making anything. And I don't think he really wants to do that, but he doesn't really have a choice. And once he does finally get this place renovated, like I said, he's not going to move some young people in here. He's not going to move in some elderly person that can't get up and down the stairs. I would think. I don't know. Who knows? Money will make you do some crazy things. But I would say within the next year, uh, maybe a little less, but I would say within the next year, I'm going to be out of this place around this time next year. For sure, I want to be out of here. So, um, you know, it's going to be kind of difficult. It's really going to be difficult because you got October, November, December, and then you've got from then up until September or whatever. That's when I really want to get everything finalized. I'd really like to have enough money by like July or so. So that way it can give me a couple months or a few months to build out the inside of it. Um, but, you know, things kind of this year, they kind of went to shit. And I had a plan, you know, Especially with getting this new job, I thought, oh, well, I'll be able to save X amount of dollars a month. X amount of months. And I was I was planning on having like 10 grand saved up. That's not going to fucking happen. That's not going to happen. 10 grand is just out of the question. So now i got to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, well, what can I get away with? Because most vans nowadays, for a decent one, it's going to be like four grand. It's probably going to cost about a thousand, two thousand dollars in materials, about five hundred dollars in tools at least, maybe a little more. So you know, now you're looking at like seven grand, eight grand, and that's not even including having a propane heater or um, getting a Jackery battery system for your solar power which by the way that's what I'm going to end up doing is getting a Jackery system they've got the new Jackery 1000 Pro well it might be the Jackery 1500 Pro but the newest one that just came out is massive as fuck it's huge but you can also charge it up in like two hours in a wall or 
with the solar panels. Now you do have to buy four different solar panels to have it charged up in two hours. But even if you bought two solar panels, you can have it charged up in four hours. So, I mean, any, any day that has sunlight, you could definitely get it charged up in four hours. Or if you're using two panels, you could have it halfway charged up in two hours. So, um, it's a lot of money. I'm going to guess that it's like, with the solar panels and the battery, it's probably like three grand. But that's something that you got to kind of weigh your options on. Now, you can start out with a 500 Explorer or whatever. Um, something a little smaller, cheaper. But it's going to take you longer to charge. It's not going to last as long. Um, so there's really some downsides to that. Now, if you were to just buy the 1500 Jackery or whatever, and a couple of the solar panel units, I think you could probably get away with that. I don't know. I'm going to have not only the 1000 or the 1500 Jackery, but I'm also going to have a 500 Explorer for a backup. So in case my battery runs out, I'll have a backup battery. There's nothing like being stuck in a storm, stuck in a van, it's raining. It's going to be raining for like two or three days straight. And you have to have enough energy to power your laptop, to power your phone, to power your lighting, or anything that you're going to do. <clears throat> whether it's running a blender or a coffee grinder or whatever running your TV to watch the news for a couple hours a day or watch a movie or something but you really gotta kinda think about that cause most TVs drain about 100 watts then you gotta think about you know if you got a wireless antenna to pick up air signals that also draws electricity as well it's not like free electricity so you gotta kinda think about that stuff too and um, you know like a hundred watts doesn't sound like a lot but you know, like let's say you're running your TV and a PlayStation. It's going to probably be like 200 watts or a little more. Especially if you got a router plugged in and all that shit. And let's say you're playing it for four hours. That's 800 watts that you've used up just with playing video games for, a few, for like four hours. So that's not including cooking or lighting or anything. And it really just depends. You might play video games one day and you don't play video games the next. 
And then, yeah, you play some video games the next day, but you don't play any the next. Like, maybe you play video games three days out of the week. That's fine. That's, that's actually, that's how I would do it. Because it'd be a lot more healthier on the battery. But you've also got your laptop that you use. Let's say you make videos, you do editing, you get on Facebook, you do your shopping, like everything that you do is on the computer. And a lot of laptops nowadays are power hogs. They just take a shitload of fucking juice. I think I seen a 90 watt charger. I'm pretty sure for a laptop. Now I know they have like 30 watt chargers for phones and they're fast chargers. So a 90 watt charger is just like crazy. And that's something else you got to think about. I don't know how long it takes to charge up most laptops, but a couple hours, you know, you used over 100 and 180 watts. Just to, just to top off your laptop. And a lot of people, they'll charge their laptop and then they'll drain it back down. Because there's just so much shit to do on it. So, you can charge up your laptop and then get to editing videos and it's completely dead again. I don't know. I've really kind of been second-guessing myself here lately and overthinking things and over worrying shit and I just need to I just need to kind of calm down and relax and uh, I think that once I actually get into the van to where I'm not as stressed out I'm not paying as much bills I'm able to actually start saving some money and having more freedom I can start working part-time again instead of full-time and I feel like things will be a lot better then. Once I actually have more time to myself, more money, not as stressed or worried, I think things will get a little better. <clears throat> but, you know, for right now, I'm just going to continue to keep worrying until I actually get into a van. So, I think the thing is to get into the van first and just kind of do it piece by piece and little by little because I've had van lifers tell me before that the more that you sit and think about it you're never gonna fucking get in a van you're never gonna do it because you're gonna think about well I need this or I need that before I can get into a van and a lot of times they say you don't really truly know what you need until you've actually lived in it so, I feel like that's true. I feel like there are some things that I could use, you know, starting out, but I don't need to have it starting out. So, <clears throat> you can probably get away with, if, if the floors and the walls and everything are insulated, and your bed's up off the floor on a frame, you can get away with a sleeping bag and an electric blanket. You know, turn that motherfucker on low and um, 
yeah, I mean, a lot of them have the shut off after so many hours too, so you put it on for four hours or whatever for the most of the night, or you can put it on for an hour, it can turn off, you can wake back up and turn it back on, you know, if you get cold, so that's probably what I'm going to end up doing starting out. I'm not going to lie. And, like I said, after a month or two of not paying rent, that's plenty of money for me to be able to go out and buy a propane heating system. Right there. I think they're like a couple hundred dollars. You can have a really good one for 500 bucks. I'm not going to lie. You can have a Propex system that has a thermostat on your wall. And that's, that's pretty cool and everything, but it's really more complicated than what it's worth. So, you know, you could just, instead of being lazy and having a thermostat, you could just reach over across your van and crank on your propane heater that I'm going to probably end up getting an Olympia Wave 3 or an Olympia Wave 6. I think like the Wave 6 would probably do me more justice. I feel like if I have it turned down on really low, it'll be a nice, warm, mild kind of heat. And I feel like if it gets really cold, like negative 20 degrees outside, if I crank that motherfucker up and I've got the Wave 6, it's going to probably blast me out of there still. So there is a certain thing as having too much heat. Um, and I know somebody that lives in Canada, he's got the Olympia Wave 3, and he said it was great. But, you know, where he is versus where I am, they don't get negative 20 degree winters there. So it might get around zero degrees here and there, but for the most part, it never gets down to like negative 20 there. So anywho, it's going to be something I'm going to have to kind of finagle with when it comes around to it. Now, I would like to make another podcast tonight. I really would. Um, but it's about 5.45 in the morning. And I don't know if I got another one in me, honestly. I mean, I was going to stay up till the sun came up anyways, but I really like to be able to watch some videos and kind of relax and stuff and um, kind of get to sleep before the sun came up. But I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out. And I don't know if I'm going to make another podcast or not either. It's possible. It's possible. And if I do, I don't know how long it's going to be, but um, I do have tomorrow off, but I wanted to wake up, get out and do some things before it got too late in the evening tomorrow, because here lately I've been waking up at 3, 4 in the fucking evening on my days off, on nights like tonight, and um, then I've only got like 3 hours before it gets dark. 
you know. So I kind of want to get up around noon. I don't know how that's going to turn out. That's only like six hours from now. So even if I was to go to bed now, and I'm not going to go to bed now, so i will probably only get like four or five hours of sleep if I was to get up at noon. So maybe I might get up at like two. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like shit whenever I wake up later in the day. I feel like a fucking lazy piece of shit. <laughs> so, like I said, I might make another podcast. It's very likely. It's very probable. I'm not going to say likely, but... Um, I just don't know how long it's going to be. So, probably not a whole hour. Uh. Man, I can tell you what, these beers have been going down too smooth. I had a tall can of that Bud Light Platinum Seltzer, and that took me like a fucking hour to drink one of those. Like, it's so gross. As soon as I started drinking these beers, these PBRs, Paps Blue Ribbon just goes down way too smooth. This is officially one of the only mornings that you can say I've ever drank. <laughs> I don't drink in the morning. If I see the sun come up and I have a beer in my hand, I, I start melting like a vampire. I just get, I get crazy. Day drinking is not my thing. It's just not. I know plenty of people, they love going out day drinking. Three in the afternoon, oh, that's perfect. Not this kid. So, anywho, I'll probably make another podcast. Um, Till then, keep it real. Um, See Jizzle and the Wizzle signing out.